In this informative episode of the Latino Business Report, we leave no room for voting excuses as we delve into the inspiring work of a new nonprofit organization that is breaking down barriers to voting. Voting is the lifeblood of a thriving democracy, granting citizens the power to shape their nation's future by expressing their preferences. By casting their ballots, individuals actively contribute to a government that reflects their values, promoting inclusivity and representation of diverse voices. Continue listening to discover the profound impact of voting on our society and how this organization's efforts are revolutionizing the democratic landscape. Prepare to be inspired and motivated to exercise your right to vote and to be an integral part of building a stronger, more inclusive nation for all. Welcome to the Latino Business Report. This podcast covers business, people, and issues of the day from a Latino perspective. The Latino Business Report is brought to you by TAMAC, the Texas Association of Mexican-American Chambers of Commerce. TAMAC is the leading Hispanic business organization in Texas since 1975. Now for your host, J.R. Gonzalez. Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode. Today, our guest is Sarah Kovich. Sarah is the executive director and founder of a nonprofit organization called Ride Share to Vote Aware. That's Ride Share to Vote Aware. Sarah, how are you doing today? Great. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. Sarah, obviously, you can explain it better than I, so go ahead. Tell us about this organization, what it does, and how you started it. So Rideshare to Vote Aware uh, is an organization that was uh, formally uh, incorporated as a nonprofit in 2019. Uh, we started out uh, as just a uh, internship program for young guns that wanted to learn about advocacy and activism. Uh, but it became apparently clear very quickly uh, that there was a lot of work to be done in the state of Texas when it came to voter turnout. Uh, and so we have currently shifted uh, our gears, uh, pun intended, uh, to where we now are a voter outreach organization. Uh, we do direct voter outreach uh, to uh, registered, uh, but sporadically or non-voting uh, citizens. Uh, we invite them to, to, to come and vote, to vote, and we offer them a ride to the polls, a free round-trip ride if they'll let us come and pick them up and get them to the polls. Okay. So you're a relatively young organization, nonprofit, and you said to get young guns. Now, what was the what was the motivation behind that of targeting young people? Did your yeah. daughter have something to do with it? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my kids who are adopted from Guatemala had a lot to do with this, my oldest in particular. But as uh, they've both grown, both of them have taken a, an interest in, in voting in America. Um, yeah, uh, basically, it became really critically apparent that with voter turnout so low and with ongoing um, uh, legislation or attempts to kind of keep it, make it more difficult to vote, uh, what we began to talk about was how we could help. And um, so what we decided as a family was that we would start this up. And uh, the obvious place for me to start was not with folks that were like me, but that were with folks that were like my 20, my 17 year old at the time. Uh, so she gathered up a bunch of friends and I gathered up some friends and we put together a, uh, an internship program uh, that then led to us forming the rides to the polls idea. 
Well, that's kind of cool. I mean, I'm sure families all across America sit around the dinner table and go, gee, what nonprofit are we going to start today? <laughs> I mean, that's a big step. Starting a non I mean, yeah. I can see it started off as an internship, then you formalize it into a nonprofit. Yeah. You said 2019. Yep. Um, what, four, four, four and a half years later? Yeah. You, I mean, that's just amazing. That, that's just amazing. Now, when, when you said but you're, it's needed. It was needed. That was the oh, problem. It, it is definitely needed. So with your organization, you, how, do you, how do you reach out to the folks? Who do you target to take to the polls, or how do they find out about you? So we do, uh, we do this kind of thing where when someone's nice enough to invite us on their podcast, we come on and tell as many people as will listen about this. Uh, we have a social media presence that we push out our work to. Um, we reach out to universities, uh, junior colleges, um, churches. Uh, you pick it, and, and we talk to them uh, about our program. Uh, I like to call us kind of Souls to the Poles 2.0. Um, if it had so, not been... Wait, 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 back. Souls to the Poles? 2.0. 2.0. Yeah, yeah. So, so Souls like to the it. Poles, I like, uh, like I give complete credit to this idea. This is not a unique idea. Uh, Souls to the Poles uh, organizations have been working uh, for decades, uh, getting uh, communities to, to vote. Uh, and so what we did was we added a little technology. Uh, we added direct voter outreach to a larger group. Um, and we continue to do that day in and day out uh, during every election. When you say a, you do um, outreach to a larger group, what size groups are we talking about? So in 2022 in Texas, we outreached to about 900,000 voters, uh, direct Nine, outreach. 900,000? Yes, out of the wow. 17 million registered voters. So it's a very small portion, uh, but for a group our size, it felt really big. <laughs> significant, significant. Yeah. And so we're looking to double that for 2024. Um, and we do that by running in every election. So we, we've already run in Texas this year. We, uh, we will be running in November in Texas. For the constitutional election, right? The constitutional Texas. amendments mm -hmm. and the Houston, uh, and the Houston, uh, municipals. Okay. Now you said 900,000 people you reach out to? Correct. And how many of those that you reach out to actually go vote? Do you have any statistics or data? Yeah, on we that? have. We took about seventeen hundred voters to the polls. Uh, but an even more interesting statistic is of those nine hundred thousand. And remember, these are what are called uh, low propensity, or as um, Stacey Abram likes to call them, uh, high possibility voters. Uh, okay. They are registered. Uh, they have voted most often in the past, or they're a brand new voter who registered that has not voted ever. Um, we reach out to them, and uh, about 44% of the ones that we reached out to actually went to vote. We did not take all of those, right. but by reaching out to them, inviting them, we believe by offering them a ride to vote uh, <laughs> kind of makes it seem okay, like, God, this should be easy. <laughs> Maybe I should go do it. <laughs> so when you say you reached out to 900,000, mm -hmm. I mean, that's a significant amount of people. Where do, you, where do you get the list? I mean, where do you get the call list to, to make these phone calls? So there's a couple of places. Um, the Secretary of State uh, keeps and maintains all of the voter records in Texas, and so you can get, you can get that list. The nice thing about these lists is that uh, they, they tell people, uh, they tell us who has voted. Uh, they never, it's, it doesn't include how you voted, uh, but it gives you a way to connect with people. There are also uh, private companies that uh, do list development. 
uh, that help us to navigate registered vote finding registered voters in Texas. And then we do things like phone calls, texts, uh, uh, automated calls where they where we leave a message for them, uh, and even live calls where we'll call and just talk to who anybody anybody who will talk to us. Okay, okay. I'm still trying to get, wrap my head around nine hundred thousand phone calls. That's we're uh, only so... we're only sixteen million short. <laughs> okay, so. This is volunteer based. So, mm-hmm. where, where do you are these volunteers going to make calls? You got robo calls. I mean, are they automated? That's yeah. nine hundred thousand is a lot of people. It's a lot of people. Um, we do have a robust volunteer program, and I'll just invite anybody that wants to check us out to look at all the things that are possible to do with us. Um, everything from phone calling, which is not everybody's favorite gig. Uh, to driving voters to the polls, to actually working on the backside of our dispatch system, helping to connect riders to voters to polling locations. Um, it is mostly volunteer. We have a small team uh, that operates uh, to, to just manage all the pieces, uh, but most of the work is coming is coming from from folks like you and me. Wow! And you say you hope to double it. I would like to double our outreach for 2024. And the way okay. that we're attempting that is we are attempting to get back in touch with the 900,000 from 2022, and sl- we're slowly adding numbers to that, voters to that number this year, uh, as we run in, as you know, all the elections in Texas. And then okay. we will do a really big push for the primaries next year in Texas, uh, all the runoffs that will occur from those primaries, and then on into November for the presidential. Wow. So, so. But how many people does it take to operate this nonprofit organization of yours? Well, so there are six currently. There's six paid staff, uh, full and part time, uh, okay. and then we have, and that includes our dispatch team, a comms person, myself. Um, uh, uh, we've formally hired a grant writer for the first time uh, in the last couple of months, trying to increase our uh, funding so that we have the money to reach out to voters. And then how many volunteers does it take? I mean, how many drivers do you do you need, did you use in 2020? So in 20, 2020, we used, uh, our largest day in 2020 was about 500 drivers in one day. In all one signed day. In, in one day. Yeah. And you go for the entire time voting is going on, you're working every day? Uh, well, we work the last week of early voting and election day, which turns out, depending on the location, because it's not all... Um, it's not right. all the same in every county, uh, is about 96 hours of voting. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot. And and people work very hard in our organization. But I also think that if you were to talk to our volunteers, because we have, if you'll talk to our volunteers, I mean, it is a very rewarding volunteer experience. It is very different than working on a campaign, even though it has some of the similar qualities. Um, this is all about civic engagement and making sure that everyone's voice is heard at the polls and that they understand how important it is that they show up to vote and then and then that they go do it. Let's say on a busy day, about how many individuals will one driver take to the polls? So that depends, uh, and it depends on a lot. It depends on the length of the drive to the voter. Um, okay. We had, okay. It depends on if the voting locations uh, 
uh, are busy or not. Um, it depends on if the voter has everything they need to vote or if they have to cast a provisional ballot. Um, it depends on a lot. So in this case, uh, usually it is a round trip of about an hour or an hour and a half for a driver. Um, and okay. so they can usually get in four or five voters a day. Um, we had one guy that we're in, uh, uh, back in 2022, 2022, we were in 10 states. We had one guy in Georgia. I think he ended up driving over like 2,000 miles during the 96 hours of voting. He was all oh, over wow. Georgia. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we had one driver in 2020 that drove to Orr City, Texas. I've lived in Texas my whole life. I'd never heard of Orr City. Uh, we ended up sending him out of Tyler. He drove about an hour and a half or two hours one way, 10 minutes to take the voter, and hour and a half or two hours back. But that vote got cast. And that's the kind of volunteers that we have. I mean, they're just uh, they're remarkable and the, volunteers. And the volunteers pay for their own gas, right? They have to in Texas, yes. It's illegal wow. in Texas to drive, to pay to drive someone to the polls. So no kind of remuneration, no gas cards. Uh, we've really uh, stuck to that because it's just the law. Um, and so you, the volunteers can, can, are very can you, invested. Can you, can you at least feed your volunteers? No, we do Cold not. Cold slice of pizza? Or we do not. Wow. We do not. Well, you really encouraged me to want to volunteer. Jeez. No gas, but I will no tell, food. No gas, no food. Uh, now, you can get that on your own. And but what I can tell you is, um, and when you go to our website or our YouTube channel, you can watch some of our videos of our, of our, of our riders, of our voters, and you will hear uh, what it is like for them. And when they come out with their I Voted sticker, I'm telling you, I have volunteered. <laughs> I have volunteered all over the place. It is the best feeling in the world when they come out and you see, oh, my God, I actually got somebody to the polls. And, you know, that's one more person that would not have gone. Um, Very true. Very true. And I consider voting one of the most important responsibilities of any and every American citizen. I mean, it is. Absolutely. It, it, is, it is beyond a right. It's a, it's a responsibility. Yeah. As we look at it, a lot of people don't stop to think um, the United States of America, definitely one of the best the greatest country in the world. We're very young. We're a young country. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we're not even 250 years old yet. Well, and we're, we're teenagers still, in the scale of things. We are just babes, babes in the woods with a lot to learn. And, uh, it, it's and we're going through some growing pains right now. You think? Nothing. You think? <laughs> well, let me ask this. When you're, <laughs> as you're looking at it, I assume the people who can't get the post, so you take a lot of the elderly to the polls, or which, what's the largest group of people you take to the polls? So, ironically, uh, it is not the elderly, which uh, when we mention rideshare to vote to nearly anyone, uh, if they have any connection to a previous understanding of souls to the polls, they immediately think elderly. But uh, over the four years, three and a half years that we've actually been doing this on the AWARE side, uh, we have found that the 40 to 55-year-old is our largest age group that we take. Um, then it's the elderly, 70, 75 and above. I can't remember where our cutoff is. Okay, back up, back up. The largest age group is what? 40 to 55-year-olds. Wow, I never thought it. Why? In I don't know that we have all of those answers yet, but I think that there is, um, for us, uh, we have a large swath of uh, family members uh, we have a large swath of people with kids. We have a large swath of people 
with some disabilities at that age, um, and it's mm-hmm. just turned out to be uh, the age group. I, w- I would have never guessed that. In fact, when I started this, I really, uh, because we use an iOS and Google Play Store app that you can download, it functions just like Uber and Lyft. I really wanted our largest group to be the 18 to 24-year-olds. I was just determined. Uh, my team said, oh, no, Sarah, they're going to be all the old people. It's going to be all the 70-year-olds and, and above, right? Which is at 60 myself is not so old anymore. Um, but And it turned out to be neither one of those groups. The older group is our second largest. And then our third largest is the 18 to 24s, which I think, I think by 2024, with people like you helping us out doing this kind of thing, I think the 18 to 24-year-old group is probably going to be the, our largest. Yeah, without a doubt, they're definitely making an impact and continue to grow, especially in the uh, in the Hispanic market. The Absolutely, Latino market is is huge. huge. In, in fact, I was looking at statistics in twenty twenty um, out of the overall votes uh, cast, twenty three percent of the voters were Hispanic, and out right. of that, there was thirty four percent of them were eighteen to twenty four years old. Right, which and they 34%. just four percent. Thirty four percent is is a good number. Uh, they've got a ways to go, and our group is determined to to keep pushing them to get to the polls. Oh, and, and too, and reminding folks, a lot of people already realize in the state of Texas, the Hispanic population is now the largest population demographic in the state. So with that said, do you have, I assume you have bilingual operators and Absolutely. volunteers and drivers? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and all of our forms online are bilingual. So if you want to volunteer, they're bilingual. When you want to fill out your request for a ride online, it's bilingual uh, in Spanish. Uh, we also always have Spanish speakers on our dispatch side, which is the back end of our mm-hmm. operation that connects the voters to the drivers. Um, and so if there's any issues or or that are needed, we can handle it right there. Um, we are looking, uh, thanks to my oldest daughter, um, who got her degree in critical languages, uh, we are looking at uh, expanding our uh, language uh, assistance to other languages as well, as Texas is also uh, growing. Hispanic is huge, but there are right. other, uh, the Asian languages we are looking into to adding um, to help everybody. Which is add more work to that nonprofit organization. There you go. So, I, I mean, I commend you and your and your team for all the fantastic work you're doing. It's it's needed. Thank you. You shouldn't. Unfortunately, you shouldn't. We shouldn't need organizations like yours, but we do. Right. Because voter voter turnout sometimes is just extremely low. It's embarrassingly low. It is. It is. I can't. I mean, as I've as I've kind of looked across the state and over the past decades. It's just amazing how many elections have been determined by just a handful of voters, where yeah, where either voter significant turnout elections, is, yeah, whether and it's either whether the voter turnout is low or there's just that handful of votes, you know, fifty, sixty votes, or even I've even seen four or five, four or five votes either way can make a difference. Yeah. So taking people to the polls is important. It is, it is, but it's it can only happen uh, when people want to let us do that. And so our hope is that people will begin to want to let us do that, to either get there when we call them and tell them it's happening, get there on their own, or take us up on our ride. Uh, we are we are not sure. a needs-based organization, 
but we do handle uh, needs-based rides. Uh, we have an ADA wheelchair program, for example. So if somebody's in a wheelchair and they need a ramped van, we put those on the roads during elections so that no one is left behind. Okay, that's good to know. So you don't exclude or target any particular group. If you need a ride, we'll get you a ride, period. Absolutely. Doesn't matter where you live, who you are, what your needs are, we'll nope. get you to the polls. We will get you to the polls. We don't care if it's because you don't have gas money. We don't care if it's because you're exhausted. Uh, we don't care. Uh, you, uh, okay. If you have a walker, if you have a cane, if you have a, a foldable wheelchair, all of those can go. And then folks that are um, in wheelchairs can use our, our wheelchair program. That is great. So... Do your do your drivers or when you call them, do you remind them, like, make sure you take your proper ID to the polls, make sure you do this, make sure you do that? I mean, I'd hate for somebody to go to the polls and go, no, you can't vote. Yeah, so two things about that. One is we do remind the riders to have their IDs available, um, and we train our drivers to ask the voter for their IDs before they ever start out on the ride so that that is taken care of. It still happens where somebody gets there and goes, oh, God, I forgot my ID, and they turn around and go back, get the ID, and do it again. But uh, but that's that's a key part of this, right? The other part is that sometimes it's difficult for voters to vote. Um, and when that occurs, if there is some sort of a, I don't know, a change of address that didn't happen or whatever it could be, uh, in Texas, they can fill out a provisional ballot, uh, and our drivers are trained in how to help their voter uh ask for and complete a provisional ballot. Our drivers are also trained to help anyone in the voting location that might need it, uh, say, to read the ballot for them, um, okay. et cetera. So our, our drivers are really voter allies um, to make sure that that voter that they have with them gets to cast their ballot. And I, and am, proud to say, I am proud to say we've never had a voter turned away. Sir, so who trains your drivers? So we train them in-house, uh, and we have uh, brought in specialists. Uh, we've brought in a physician and an ADA person to help us with our ADA training. We've brought in voting uh, election professionals to help us get that training all done so that the drivers are well-prepared to be a voting ally for wh whatever voter gets in their car. Okay. So if a person let, – let's say I wanted to, to volunteer to uh, drive next election cycle – if I were to, to sign up and I check out and I have a valid driver's license and I'm not, you know, some wanted criminal or something mm -hmm. strange like that, how long is the training? How, how many hours of training would I have to go through? So you have to fill out our volunteer application on our website. Uh, then our volunteer coordinator will call and talk to you and figure out kind of exactly what you want to do. Are you really going to, is it really driving you want to do or do we have something else? Uh, the driver training takes about an hour uh, with that said. Uh, during an election, what we always have is our office, which is on Zoom, is always open so drivers can come in if there are any issues, uh, get those issues resolved, whether it's something to do with the app, whether it's a question about a voter. Um, so we have staff. Uh, that's part of what our staff does is to make sure we know everything that the driver would need to know to be successful. Wow. Well, it's... <laughs> Okay, it costs money to do this. So, how much, if you don't mind me asking, your your annual budget for your operation is give or take how much? About three hundred fifty thousand dollars right now, um, and okay. that's with the nine hundred thousand outreach. Now we do multiple outreaches to voters. In other words, we're not just going to call you up, Jr. one one time and say, "Hey, this is Sarah. Can I come pick you up? I know your address. I'm going to come take you to vote." 
Uh, we call, we introduce ourselves. It is no different than any other service on the market. Uh, voters have got to become familiar with us. Uh, they've got to learn about us. They've got to know that they can trust us. Um, and, and then that takes time. Uh, but except okay. for our staff, uh, the every single other penny goes to direct voter outreach, which is to uh, the technology to run the rideshare, the the calling apparatuses, the texting, the whole nine yards. So you'll track me if I'm if I'm a, if I'm registered to vote, and I haven't voted in a while, and you're mm -hmm. working in my city or area, you'll right. track me down like those guys that want me to uh, extend my auto warranty, right? Yeah, a little bit like that, but hopefully a little bit nicer. And it, this doesn't okay. cost you anything. So and we're not selling the voter anything. This is true. And a reminder to anybody listening, there's no qualifications. I mean, you can, you can, you can be sitting on your couch. You can have a car in the driveway, but you just don't feel like driving. And uh, you can schedule a ride. Absolutely. It's that simple. Wow. That well, Jay, is just... I, 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 yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, my dream uh, is, uh, is that if I had a magic wand, that we could go out of business next year, that people will learn about us, that, you know, uh, that they will want to go vote, that they want to have a say in who leads our, their, their community, their city, their town, their state. Um, and the only way to do that is to go vote. So I'm hoping people will put us out of business, but until they do, yeah, we're going to keep calling. We're going to keep bugging you. We're going to keep, you know, begging you, pleading yeah. with you and offering you that free ride. Well, Sarah, I hope your dream comes true, but I doubt it. No time soon. There's always going to be, unfortunately, there's always going to be a need for organizations like yours of getting people to the polls. Yeah. Um, what have you found? And I know you've, your organization is relatively new, but I, I can't help but wonder what type of, um, you gave me the breakdown age-wise, but do you have any breakdown as far as an ethnic breakdown or an idea? Do you serve, do you pick up more rides in the underserved communities than not? I mean, can you give me any more statistics that you have? I'm just kind of curious here. Yeah, I don't have exact statistics with me, JR, but I can get those to you um, so that we can spread them around. But yes, we target uh, low propensity voters, as I said, and typically... Uh, in Texas, those have been in uh, BIPOC communities, um, new, newly newly um, uh, newly registered voters in in the communities, okay. um, and those have typically been in the Black and Brown communities. I'm pleased to say, um, and and in we we target um, housing authorities. Uh, which is a great place for us to uh, get our customers, our voters, um, mm -hmm. so that we can make sure that everybody has an opportunity to do this. Now, it's, that's amazing. I am so thankful that there's organizations like yours out there, and I feel kind of ignorant that I didn't know about you sooner or know that I knew organizations like this existed, but I've never really stopped to think about it of what it takes. So I am just thorough, thoroughly impressed. Now, Sarah, let me ask you this. If somebody that's listening wanted to volunteer for you, or if they wanted to donate, what would they do? Uh, the easiest way is to go to our website, rideshare, the number two, vote.org. Uh, and yes, there will be a volunteer button on the homepage. And yes, there is a donate button. Um, okay. And we need both. Uh, both. We consider both donations. Um, 
Uh, one is one is uh, people power, and and one is the actual dollars that we pass on through to to reach out to the voters. Okay. Well, I tell you what, this next election cycle, I may not have the time to actually volunteer, but I'll definitely go hit that donate button and see if I can part a few few dollars out of my wallet and get them into your pockets over there to help yep. uh, keep this program going. Just so, so you know, it, it, it only takes about 99 cents for us to reach a voter four times. Really? Yep. yep. We have got this down to a fine art. So when you're wow. thinking about your donation, think about how many voters you'd like us to reach and 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 make, make and how many and how many times and how many times to reach and how many times? Yeah, yeah. Every dollar, every dollar helps us. Literally, literally, every dollar uh-huh. does help. That is great. That is great. Hey, Sarah, we're almost out of time. Any final thoughts that you'd like to leave with our listeners? I think the most important thing I'd like to leave with the listeners is to to thank you, uh, because without you, we don't have a chance of spreading our word. Uh, if you are in a community that could use our services, please contact us. Uh, we want to help. We want to be there uh, for everyone uh, who, who will need us to help get folks to the polls. If you already run a ride program like a Souls to the Polls from your church, we want to help you expand that. Uh, so reach out to us. Um, if you can help us, great. If we can help you, great. I, I think the more people that chip in on this, quicker we're going to get our voter turnout up in Texas because it is pathetically low. And I think that's an important factor that you just said. You're not competing with anybody else. There's Correct. other organizations that do this, but you are there to supplement or to help them out where everybody's working together to maximize the number of people we get to the polls each election. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like in November, we're going to have an 8% turnout, give or take. Uh, 8% of the people are going to decide 13 constitutional amendments. Uh, only, 8%, the, only, only 8%. Only 8%. And wow. we won't have much above 50% when we vote for president in Texas. That's sad. That is. is sad. You know, there's a lot of folks that tell me, you know, JR, I just, I just don't like politics. And I respond to him and says, you know what? Politics are your life everywhere. You got politics at home. You got politics at work. You got politics in school. You got politics in your church. Politics is a way of life. So to say, to say blankly, I hate politics. I'm not going to go vote. That just that just makes no sense to me. That's insane. Yeah, so, I think I think what I would offer to that Jr. is this: that uh, you're you're not being political when you go vote. You're having your voice heard to say, I would like this candidate or that candidate who represents my values the best to be our representative, whether that's a mayor, a city council person, a school board, governor, president, you pick it. Uh, you, pick the, you pick the candidate, right, that, that best fits your values, and you get to go privately, um, anonymously place your vote. Um, and that's the key. Uh, you, the, the politics and all the drama, you don't, have to, you don't have to be in politics to do that. You just have to show up to vote. That's a good point. And for those who are out, for those elected officials that are out there doing stuff that you don't agree with or they don't best represent your needs, you go to the same polls and you go ahead and vote for somebody else. Right. right. And that's what makes America great. Yeah, they can get voted in and voted out. (laughs) We are cool. We are cool. We're a cool country and this is a cool podcast and you are a cool person for doing what you're doing. And uh, likewise, you know what, what? What? Thank you. What's your daughter's name? The one that got you involved with this? My oldest is Paula. 
Paula. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Tell her thank you for us. And uh, after the show, after the show, reach out to me. Uh, give me her T-shirt size. I'm going to send her a Latino Business Report uh, T-shirt so she can wear that awesome. proudly as she's driving people to the polls. And just to say that, hey, we're here to support in any way we can. Is there anything else we can do here on my end to help get the word out for you? No, share it with everybody you know, folks. If you're listening, push the push the share button, spread the word. Um, this podcast is pretty amazing. There's uh, other other podcasts on the channel. Listen to some of them; they're really cool. Um, and share this one, um, especially come November here in Texas. Definitely. And Sarah, I'm going to go ahead and leave an open invitation. Let's get you back as we get closer to November. I think. Oh, great. Uh, reminding folks is a good thing and folks i'm going to put it in the podcast notes for those of you who read them but once again it is rideshare to vote aware.org rideshare the number two vote aware.org so we want to get that there we'll put that in our newsletter i'll put that on some of our social media sites so sarah before i forget definitely send me a logo of your organization so I can use that and, and do, do some posting some posting on that. Folks, thank you for, for taking the time to listen to this. I really do thank you. This uh, doing podcast is just, I enjoy it. I'm meeting some great people like Sarah. I've, I've met some great folks, and this is kind of fun. And I really appreciate your listenership. I really do. If you have any suggestions or any ideas, you can go to our new website, and there is a way to communicate directly with me. Our, our website address is latinobusinessreport.com. LatinoBusinessReport.com. It's brand new. It was put together by uh, Height Digital out of Dallas. I want to thank all the folks over there at Height for doing such a great job. It's uh, a good-looking check- website. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Guys, check it out. Let us know. And um, you can also find our entire library of episodes on that website. And for those who like YouTube, we have our entire library of episodes on YouTube under the same name. Once again, thank you for listening. I really appreciate um you out there and if you are of age and have not registered to vote go register and if you are registered to vote come on guys it's your responsibility it's your duty go out and vote once again thank you for listening and we'll see you next time